This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. All right, welcome back to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for being a part of our True Form Life community. I always appreciate your time for stopping in to see what topics we have going on today. Just before we jump into the show, a quick word from our sponsor, Puridime. Now, I've been working with these guys for a while now. Fantastic company. So happy to be able to recommend their products to you. We've we've just come together to put together a 10% discount exclusively for exploring mind and body listeners. So this product I want to tell you about is a plant-based digestive enzyme. So if you have any issues digesting food, if you have heartburn and digestion, this is a perfect product for you. It's clean and certainly something that I would recommend. So what you need to do is head over to my landing page, puredime.com slash drewtadia. You'll be directed to the LifeSign product and enter in the code word Drew, my first name, D-R-E-W, for your 10% discount. So check them out at puredime.com slash drewtadia. Now today, I'm absolutely more than excited to have Bob Choate with us for an interview. Now, he's a Marine, he's an author, and more than anything, as he's going to talk about, is the mindset. And as a mind-body transformational expert, who better to have come on and talk about the mind? As you can tell by the title of the show, Exploring Mind and Body, Bob and I really have similar beliefs in in lifestyle and health and fitness. And more than anything, as you're going to soon hear Bob talk about his passion for living a healthy lifestyle. So without further ado, thanks so much for joining us, Bob. Oh, it's great to be on, Drew. This is going to be a fun, fun fun-filled time here. Absolutely. I can't wait to jump into content. Now, Bob, why don't you give our audience a chance? Now, there's so many things that, that you do and that you've done. Now, I want to get into the mindset. That's something that I, that I really like to talk about, really enjoy talking mm-hmm. about. Now, what, as a mind-body a transformational expert, what does that entail? When, some, when you explain that to someone, what do you tell them? Yeah, so basically what I tell them is that initially that the mind and body are interconnected. You can't separate the, the two in, in terms of becoming more successful in whatever you do. So, so I, I, I will get deeper into it and, and give them more of the details of what that entails for, for that individual. So I would do, do an evaluation and stuff. But basically, it's just connecting the mind and body to help you accomplish the, the goals uh, through a transformational process. So because that, as, as you're going through that, you can be challenged physically, you can be challenged mentally, and that's going to transform you along the way to, to reaching the goals and, and the dreams that, you, that you've actually set for, for yourself. Okay. Now, your background as a Marine, as in martial arts, you started that at a very young age. Now, yes. I imagine much of that translates to what you do now. Um, ex- exactly. Uh, my mom uh, initially went when, when I was 18 months old and she had trained in Kendo from her older brothers because she came from J- Japan, having met my, my father just after World War II. And so she came from, from J- Japan and she wanted to teach me the same kind of things that she learned. So at 18 months, she put a stick in my hand and she was teaching me Kendo. And I'll, I'll never forget her words, you know, how she was 
and she would just demonstrate. And to this day, I would go, hato, 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 hey, you know, doing the, the um, swinging the swords through, through, through the air and everything. It, it, was, it was a stick, but it was, it, was, it was a sword. So Now, was this a, a mantra, or what, what was the, the word yeah, it, yeah, so it basically is just same thing in other martial arts, like, like the ki. Uh, it's it's kind of like getting into that that warrior kind of yell. In in the Marines, we 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 have what's called ura. So 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 that's a warrior yell. And and when you're a warrior, using that kind of yell helps you to move forward without fear. Because I think too many people just don't have that within them. So they they tend to fear things. They tend to fear any kind of challenge, any kind of obstacle. So I learned early on. By having that, and and I had a lot of obstacles to get through when 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 I was younger. You know, having a father that used to beat me up all the time, and and uh, later on being called a moron because I was clinically diagnosed as a moron at the age of five because I had I took an IQ test and I scored a seventy on it, which would put me in a realm of being mentally retarded. And then later on in eighty five, I retook the uh, the IQ test and I scored a 156. So it's, it's kind, of, kind of crazy how the IQ test works. But I kept that same kind of mindset, that warrior mindset that my mom instilled in me. Later on, more training in the martial arts and, and playing in sports. But even more important, when, when I uh, went into Marine Corps, in, 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 into the Marines through boot camp and then all the other stuff I did in the Marines as well. So oh, having that, that warrior mindset. How long were you in the Marines for? Or I was for eight years. For eight years. Now that's something that always interests me: the the Marines and the the training. Mm-hmm. What what kind of training? What kind? What's boot camp like? What's training like? And and I could only guess that that training can be used later in life. You know, especially in the mindset. When when you have all these very brand new recruits, because they're only recruits, they're not a a Marine till they actually graduate from boot camp so we have all these recruits coming in falling off, off off the bus but even when they're sitting on a bus and they're and they're coming into mcrd whether san diego or paris island so so you're you're going through there and a lot of times it, it's it's at nighttime sometimes during the daytime i actually happen to arrive at night and so you're you're waiting there and 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 you hear everybody talking so you you get some some, some guys in there who who come across as really tough and so they, they're kind of bragging how this is going to be a, a cakewalk for them. You have others that are like really quiet and everything like that. And then I kind of like sat back and kind of observed everybody. So initially, the, the very first person that comes on is their very first drill instructor. He comes on and starts yelling at everybody, right? You're on a bus. And it's, it's kind of like this immediate shock. And he tells everybody to grab their the gear and fall off fast and and there's uh, these yellow footprints out there. We all have to stand on. We have to find our own. And you know, we're we all look like a ragtag bunch, and we have no idea, you know, what standing at attention was like, or or saying yes sir, no sir. And and here's the difference between the Marines and the Army. In the Army, they call uh, their drill instructors actually drill sergeants, and we call them drill instructors. So every instructor, whether they're a corporal sergeant, um, staff sergeant, they're a drill instructor. 
and we say yes sir, no sir, as opposed to the army who says yes sergeant, no sergeant. So there's a big difference there. But the stress level, especially the, the mental stress as well as the physical stress, is so much higher uh, in in Marine Corps boot camp. So this is initial. You 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 get these young guys. They're 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 coming off, and and they're all filing off, and and the and the DI is yelling at them and and just doing saying all kinds of stuff and and we have to respond back yes sir you know really loud as loud as we possibly can and if we're not loud enough we tell them the the di will tell us to you know go louder and louder and louder so that was initial uh introduction to that and then later on we we're, we're getting the you know our um haircuts done where we lose all our hair all at one time and it takes uh, about 30 seconds to, to, to lose our hair. doesn't matter how much your hair you had. It's just zoom, 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 and it's all gone. So, and then there's all the, the, the other kind of stuff that has to be done. Then as the, the recruit goes through, so they, they go through each phase. There's three phases in boot camp. So they go through the first phase, and that's basically getting their, their, their mindset right. Because they need to, get to develop that mindset as well as their physical abilities, but they had to get their mindset into the mind of, the, of transforming to become a United States Marine. And the first phase is a big, big important. Without that foundation, and I would suggest this in 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 other people, if if you don't have a good foundation, you're not going to be able to, to build a stronger you. So that foundation, that very first phase, was very important. And then the second phase was just building up and then adding more. And then the third phase was basically cleaning up and, and making you more professional. And if you look at the difference between uh, first phase Marines and third phase Marines, just over three months, you would say, oh, my gosh, are those even the same guys? They're, 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 they're completely different over the three phases. Big, big difference. And by the time they, they, they graduate, uh, uh Parents have come in and says, what the heck happened? You've you gotten taller. Uh, you, you're not even the same person anymore. You're completely, completely, completely different. Well, you, what was your mindset with going into the Marines? Well, since I, I grew up in a military family, my, my dad was in the Army. My mom was a nurse in a Japanese Army during number two. In fact, my mom had seen the aftermath. She was a first responder to, to Hiroshima. And she told me about all that later on in life, uh, not um, before I went in the Marines. Uh, but, so I, I had a little introduction to the military life and then challenged myself. But still, uh, it was quite different. And, and when I got there, you know, I was like, said, uh, just like everybody else, I said, holy, uh, you know, crap, what the heck did I get myself into here? You know, and, and it was like scary. You know? But once I got into it in the first phase, you know, I had that mindset that, you know, I, I, I did this. I am going to get through this. I am not going to let anything stop me. You know, they can throw whatever they want at me. I will get through this. And boy, they did, did they throw stuff at me. Um, whenever I, I made a mistake, I had to go to what's called a sand pit. And the sand pit was a really soft sand. And then you're doing what's called bends and thrusts. Bends and thrusts is, is a Marine Corps description of burpees. So you can imagine 
doing endless amounts of burpees in very soft sand as a discipline. And so every time you make a mistake, you're going to go out and you're going to hit the sand pit and you don't want to hit the, hit the sand pit. So was that the most challenging thing you did physically? Um, I'm not sure if that was the most challenging physically. There was other things, uh, like during our first, um, Force March. So our very first Force March was a 25 mile march in carrying our gear and everything like that and going over uh, certain mountains. I'm not going to give them a description, um, but it was basically it's Mount MF. So if you can expand what MF is, and I'm sure you you kind of get it. So we would go up uh, this mountain called Mount MF and and so that, that was really challenging. You know, we had very little water. Guys were dropping out, um, cramping up. I remember even a couple of guys suffering from heat stroke and everything. And this is all, all, all in boot camp during the third phase. But it was that that was part of the challenge. And now, that was bas- basically to to test us. So tell me about is this one of your physical challenges, the most mentally challenging or was there another category that you could say that this was the most mentally challenging of the Marines? Um, I think just developing that mental challenge going through that because, you know, grit is a, is a huge part of it. You know, I know that Angela duck where she talks about that quite a bit, but grit is really key in terms of having that kind of mindset to get you through any obstacles to make you unstoppable to have that that belief because part of the belief of the marine is that we are the the fiercest meanest fighting force in the world and we had to have that instilled that nothing could stop us you know and there was maybe a, you know, a lot of hypnosis going on in terms of that you know part of my background uh because i've i've been training in hypnosis i've even been a stage hypnotist so there's a lot of that going on but it was needed to instill you know in, in into each one of us that we can accomplish a mission and just going out of that so as i went through the marines and you know i had other even bigger challenges but i already had that mindset in place and so like going to recon and force recon training i, I remember being thrown into the deep end of, of, of a pool with my arms and legs tied, my arms tied behind my back. And we had to stay in that uh, water for like an hour to two hours, uh, just just being tied there. And we go up and down, up and down. We would sink down to the bottom and then, and then uh, dolphin kick our way back up to the top. Now, for me, it was pretty easy because I had been a competitive swimmer and I had swam. Uh, I used to do a lot of ocean swims and everything. So... That wasn't any problem for me. In fact, that, that wasn't even that much of a challenge. But I, I remember other Marines that would just almost immediately, they would panic. And that's where mindset comes in. They, these guys panicked. And then once that happened, they were kicked out of the program. So they went back to, to the regular fleet. So that was one of the things. Uh, going through even beyond that, being challenged in in having to do ocean swims when it's really cold and then runs and everything. So you're freezing. Uh, and that, that was a, a challenge getting to through the cold. And I can tell you, it, it helped me since then because I remember back in 
it was around 85, 80, no, it was in 86. Um, took a trip up to Lake Tahoe and it was on uh, winter time. And I decided to swim Lake Tahoe, which is the deepest lake in, in the United States in, at high elevation, very cold. And, and, and I swam it. And because I had that previous mindset, um, even though my whole body went numb in, in a very cold lake, I still managed to, to get through that. And then eventually there, there was a pool nearby, which the, the pool water was cold prior because I had tested it out before going to the lake, but the lake was like really, really cold. So after that swim in a lake, I jumped into the pool and the pool felt really warm. So th th there was that, that contrast there, but I still had that mindset that I could overcome. And even to this day, I still carry a, a lot of that same mindset uh, even though I'm going to be turning 64 in, in two weeks from in so it's very, very soon. And I still challenge myself that I can do a lot of stuff. I, for the last four years, I've been doing parkour. People tell me, oh, you're too old to do that. I do it. Can you explain and, to us what that is? Yeah. So parkour, those of you um, that may have seen it in the movies or even in YouTube videos, you see these young kids and, and, they're going over obstacles, up walls. They're, they're, they're tumbling over things and, and, and doing rail jumps um, and then, then doing vaults over rails, vaults over, over all kinds of things. Uh, basically, parkour is getting from point A to point B in a most efficient way. So if, you're, if your job is to get from where you're standing to a window that's on, on a, at a two-story building, then... What's the most efficient way? Well, going from point A to point B. So you find a way of transversing like up a wall and then grabbing a window and then, then getting in through it or, or, or to rooftop or whatever. And if the most efficient way of getting from building the top of one building to the top of another building um, is jumping over to it and then making sure that you land properly and, and tumble uh, instead of going all the way back down the stairs and back up to the other stairs. Uh, then that's what parkour is. And, and again, I've been training that, um, and, and it's served me in so many different ways. Other than in 2013, I was doing a rail to rail jump. I didn't have my mindset properly. I didn't focus properly and I was really tired and I slipped and I did a face slam in, into the ground, breaking my, um, nose and right cheekbone and stuff. So, but I, it, it, it was kind of cool. For, for me, uh, because it, it, it doesn't bother me to, to break my nose or, or having those kind of physical injuries, because I know that I can recover from it and, and continue to move forward. You know, that's all part of life. We get hurt. We make mistakes. We fail. So what? Having the right mindset enables you to take the lessons from those failures. And again, um, it was Carol Dweck that actually started coining the term mindset in her book, Mindset. And she talks about the two different mindsets, growth and fixed mindset. So those that have a, fo a growth mindset will take failures as opportunities to learn, to grow, to make adjustments. You, you learn from, well, I made this mistake. How can I make an adjustment and, and be smarter about it and continue to move forward instead of letting it stop me in my tracks. And I've learned that through, throughout my life. And, 
and I continue to do it and I continue to teach it. And I tell people when you, when you have an obstacle, so what? So what? Move forward. Again, go back, take the learnings. If you have to learn from other people, and part of what I suggest is to, for people to take even more courses, uh, read books, anything. You know, be a lifelong learner and be a lifelong challenger for your own life. You know, failure is part of learning. So I, I've done that through, through my life, whether it's Marines, uh, whether it was LAPD, growing businesses, teaching martial artists, uh, coaching individuals. And, and even, you know, even as a coach, I've made mistakes and I've learned, said, well, I could have done this better. What did I learn from it? I'm not going to beat myself over the head that, that I made a mistake. And I, I make my adjustments and I continue forward. I teach myself that, you know, I, I, I do make mistakes and, and that's fine. And I teach it to my clients that it's okay for, for them to, to make mistakes because that's how you grow. I know I'm not perfect and I know that, that they're not perfect. I don't expect perfection. What I do expect from my clients and I expect it for myself is excellence. Excellence in just con is to give each uh moment each day your best and don't focus on what what happened in the past other than learning from it and don't focus on on the anxiety of the future but make sure that you have that right plan for yourself for you if, if you're running a business for your business um if, if you want to for example if, if, if you want to lose weight you know don't beat yourself that you made a mistake don't beat yourself down if you kind of fell back and, and you had some extra slices of pizza. You made a mistake, you make the adjustments, and you move forward. And, and I kind of like instill that um, constantly. So when someone comes to you and says, I need some, I need some help, I need a mind-body transformational expert, what, what are the first steps that you share with your client or whoever you're working with? Yeah, well, number one, I want to find out what is that they need help on. And I want to make sure that I'm the right person, make sure that there's a right fit. Because I'm not going to help somebody if there's no right fit that, uh, for, with me, with, with them, and for them with, with me. So I reject more people than, than, than I accept. And so I will look at the person and, and take them through a whole evaluation process. And I want to see how, motiva how motivated they are to go through this process. Uh, and I want to make sure that they are motivated enough. Now I will get, if, if they don't, if they're not there, I will give them some stuff to help them take through, take, take them through to increase their, their motivation. And, and I will know if they're motivated if, if, if they do the assignment. But again, I would do an evaluation first and I would tell them that uh, through questioning and through forms and everything else, uh, that I want them to, to, to do this stuff. And I will question them and question them and question them to get deeper. If they're coming in for, uh, and, and they tell me, you know, I have a, you know, I, I want to lose weight. So let's, let's just go that because that's, that's very simple and people can understand that. So, so I want to lose weight. Then I would question, I say, well, what, what is it? Well, why is it that, that you want to lose weight? And then they would give me one answer. So, so, so the answer could be, well, um, 
I want to lose weight uh, because I want to um, fit fit in these clothes. And well, I would keep questioning. I would drill down, drill down. And I would challenge him through questions to find out the real reason. Because usually the, the, the initial reason somebody gives me why they want to go through a mind-body transformation is not the real reason. So I would keep drilling them and drill down and drill down and drill down to find out that real reason. And a lot of times people can't go through that, you know, and, and they get overwhelmed. And that's why I want them. I want them overwhelmed. Because if, it's, if, they give me, if their answers are too quick and too easy, then I'm not finding out the real reason. I want to get into their subconscious mind to bring out. They're, they're giving me too, too many conscious reasons. They're giving me too many cerebral reasons. And I don't want that. I want to find out the real reason. And I don't care how long it's, it takes me to, to go through the questioning, but I would keep going down and down and down until they get to a point where they're stuck. They, they get to a point where they're frustrated, even with my questioning. And then that's when I'll, you know, once, once I know they're, they're at that point, they're right on the verge of giving me the right answer, that breakthrough answer. So I need to get them at that point, even if they're crying. And I've had that happen as well, most, mostly with, with women. But even with some guys, they, they, they get frustrated, not since crying, but they just get so frustrated with it. You know, I, I don't stop. You know, I, I'm, I'm a jarhead and I'm, I'm pretty hardcore sometimes when, when necessary. Bob, where does your passion for health and fitness come from? Yeah, uh, gosh, you know, I've really been into health and fitness my whole life, playing sports and everything. But more important was seeing my father and what he went through. And this, this is, and, and I'm glad that you asked this question. And this is very important for mindset. So my father was not into health and fitness. And, and I remember back in high school, because I was really into sports and, and very athletic, and I had been, and I continue to be. So, so my father told me, and he was in, um, in his uh, late 30s at the time, and he, he told me, he said, son, you know, I know that you're into sports and, and you like to um, work out and stuff. I, but I can guarantee you by the time you hit 30, things will change. Your body will start falling apart and you're just not going to, to work out. That's, tip, that's what happens. So he, he, he tried to drill this into me. I didn't believe him because I had seen other people challenge themselves later in life and one of my greatest teachers was when I was in junior high I had a teacher that uh, he had a dream and his dream was to be a professional baseball player and he, he was getting older he was uh, in his late 20s at this time and I don't exactly remember his name. I remember, I think it was like Mr. Tower. And I was living in Savannah, Georgia at the time. And my teacher, he, one day, I would see him early morning, um, right before school started. And he would like uh, be doing all these kind of crazy exercises. I'd never seen anybody do 
the kind of exercise that he was doing. Then in the afternoon, he'd be practicing baseball um, with, with the high school baseball team. He just, and this was like morning and evening. He'd just really be working, and I noticed he was getting in much better physical shape. And then our last uh, week uh, in, 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 in his class, so Mr. Tower, he would come in, and he, he says, you, you probably noticed that I've been doing a lot of stuff uh, regarding like practicing, working out, and, and playing baseball and this kind of stuff. Well, the reason I did it was because I always had this dream of being a professional baseball player. And I just want to um, tell you two things because I'm happy and I'm also sad. I'm sad because this is my last um, year as, as a teacher. After, after I, I, I leave, that, that's it. But the reason I did it is because I tried out for the Atlanta Braves and I made it. And he ended up uh, playing. I, I think he went to the minors and he did a, a season in, in the pros and everything like that. But see, that told me of his mindset. That's why I very first learned about having never letting your goals, never letting your, your, your dreams die, but doing something about it. Uh, he didn't do it. He didn't make it initially. He probably didn't have the right mindset when he was younger. But once it kicked in, he went for it. And I knew that and he was in his 30s and um, later on and really fit and everything. My father, he quit. My father at the age of 39 had his first heart attack. Then he had another heart attack later on. Then he, he ended up having a series of strokes years later. And he ended up, he ended up dying um, of, uh, of a stroke. And his mindset did not affect me, but it did affect my little brother. My little brother adopted the same mindset. He stopped working out uh, in his 30s. And... He, my little brother, had his first heart attack, age of 39. He had a second heart attack at the age of 49. Then he had a series of heart attacks in, in a minor stroke. He's still alive, but only has 20% functioning of his heart. So he developed that, in a sense, a fixed mindset. He's, he believed what my father told him. Why do you think you were different than your brother? I, I think there was a lot of reasons. You know, I, I had... Uh, better mentors, I think, uh, because I've been a lifelong athlete, um, whether it was swimming, track and field, playing football, uh, wrestling, uh, and obviously my martial arts. I, so I think I had a mindset uh, more early on of a warrior, thanks to my mom and thanks to my, my senseis and my uncle Keiji in, in Japan. So they all instilled this kind of stuff into me. Uh, and your brother didn't get into martial arts or... He, yeah, he, he, he swam. He, he was a really good swimmer and he did do skiing later on, everything like that. Uh, but he didn't take control of his total part of his, um, uh, mindset and, and mind and body. I mean, he had irrational beliefs. And, well, not really irrational because a lot of doctors told him, to, you know, to, uh, eat certain foods and not eat certain foods. And I didn't believe the doctors and, you know, I just let go of what they said. And my, my brother didn't, my brother had low cholesterol, but he still had blockage in his arteries. And, 
I remember his heart attack in nine, when he was um, 49 years old. His heart attack caused uh, one major artery had 100% blockage. Another artery had 99% in, uh, blockage. And he was lucky that he even made it. And uh, but he didn't change his diet. He didn't change his lifestyle. Most important, he didn't change his mindset. And he 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 has a false belief that it was genetics. And and I told him, you know, genetics only plays a very, 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 very small part. And I tried to educate him. And, and part of my dissertation was on stress and epigenetics. So I, I tried to explain about epigenetics and then the whole thing. But, you know, it kind of goes in one ear and, and, and out the other. And I'm sure you, you heard that term, epigenetics, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I, I got him into, into trying to explain that. But, you know, the, a lot of people with a fixed mindset, they still they get, they get stuck. They're unable to, to grow. Having that, that right mindset is very important for every aspect of, of growth. You know? And I, like I said, I continue to challenge my own beliefs. That's the reason I, I read a lot. I mean, I, I read at least a book a week. And a lot of times I'll get through several books a week. And at any given time, I'm reading like four books at one time. I'm taking courses constantly, and and I continue to grow. And I learn from other people. I learn from young people getting back to parkour. You know, I learn from a lot of the younger people on how to do something better. Because, you know, it's not just older people that can teach me, but it's also the really young people, the, the, the um, teenagers and, 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 the, and the ones in their 20s that I can learn. Because, you know, they're, they're more of an expert than I am. And they're more focused on that than I am. So in a sense, you know, I can allow a teenager to be my mentor in, in, a, in, a, in a given area. And I think having a growth mindset will allow that person to learn from everybody. You know, you, you don't judge a person because of the way they look or how or, or their age or anything. A, the growth mindset person will allow themselves to find the learnings and everything in wherever it lies. And same thing with, with um, getting physical. You know, we will see a younger person in terms of, well, you know, I wonder if that young person can really teach me anything about getting fit. Well, you know, I learned from, from these young kids and, and working my, my body as a single unit even more than, than I have believed in terms of body weight training. You know, this is even more dynamic. I learned how to do, and I mentioned um, that I, I do uh, a lot of physical training, but I also do quadrupedal movement. Quadrupedal movement is getting on all fours, and if you, if you remember when you were a kid and, and doing like bear crawls or whatever, now I do what's called a, a ground kong, and I do a lot of other kind of movements, you know, in addition to, to the traditional ones, you know, where the bear crawls or crab walks. So, I, so I'm, I'm galloping across the ground, but I had to learn it from much younger people than me in order to, to um, get better and for them, them, them to challenge me. What kind of challenges have you set for yourself, you know, as a, as a 64 year old, you have some new ones that coming up that we talked about. Yeah. So one of, one of the ones and recently, so recently I, I, challenge myself uh to do 
a power walk, but every 25 yards, I did 10 full burpees. That's burpees with the push-ups and, and, and the jump-ups. The uh, traditional burpee doesn't have jumps or, or um, push-ups. So I'll, I did that in 107-degree temperature, and I did that for half a mile. So that was somewhere 300-some-odd burpees. So I said, you know, the Spartan race, you, and, and I'm sure you, uh, people in the audience have heard of Spartan races. So Spartan race has a thing called the 300 burpee challenge. So if you get through all 300 burpees, then you become a, a member of the 300 burpee club. So one of my goals is to do the 300 burpee challenge. And I know I'll do it because I will make sure that my, my body is set and I will train and, and get myself as fit as possible. So um, that's it, one of my, so that, that's, that's, that's one of my future things. Another future, um, I injured my shoulder last year training for the American Ninja Warrior. I plan on um, doing it again for, for the next season. And I, I can do the warp wall, running up that, that wall that you see in American Ninja Warrior, getting to the top, I can do that. So my goal is to challenge myself to get even more fit. I plan on being probably around the fittest in, in my life. I mean, I'm already down to about 9% body fat. I plan on, by that time, being around 7% body fat and just really going at it, you know, just being as fit as I can possibly do. So, you know, doing rock climbing, um, doing a lot of bar work, uh, so many things. Uh, I, I love the bar. I love doing pull-ups. My best ever was 77 pull-ups. So Without I used yeah, with, without stopping. It's all at one time. Wow. Now, I, I don't do that anymore. I'm doing more um, explosive pull-ups. So I pull up going from the full pull-up position all the way down to my belly button. And I, I, I do a lot, a lot of muscle-ups and everything like that. Uh, but now I'm doing more of that kind of stuff, doing more of the explosive pull-ups. And I'm working towards doing a 360 um, pull-up where you release the bar and you're spinning 360 and, and catching it back down. I, I, I can do front levers and um, I've done the human flag, but my shoulder ranges, so I'm going to get back into doing those kind of things. So I challenge myself on a bar, challenge myself on the ground and having that mindset where I have the belief that I can do this kind of stuff, do the kind of stuff that the great majority of people can't do, you know, and it saddens me that the average American male can only do one pull up and, and I, I just can't fathom that. And my good friend, Dr. Lori Shimak, I think you, you, you interviewed her. She's done nearly 15 pull-ups. And I'm sure she did not tell you that, right? No, she didn't. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So here she is nearly 15 times stronger in pull-ups than the average American male. And you know how old Dr. Lori is, right? No, I don't. Oh, I wonder. Well, she's, she's told this um, elsewhere. She, she looks amazing for her age. And when I first met her, I thought she was like around 30-something years old. What turns out in, uh, that she's, she, this last January, she turned 57. Wow. Yeah. She looks amazing. And, and, and I actually had to question her about that. And, and, <laughs> you didn't and believe I, her. I didn't believe her. And I looked at her driver's license. And <laughs> I still didn't believe her. It, it just took it just took a lot you know i just could not believe you know because here she is you know i, I thought she was, she was some young you know 
beautiful girl and well she is young i mean you know I, I don't like to look at age and everything but yeah she is she's an amazing amazing person and and she has also the the, the right mindset she has that right mindset in terms of fitness and and she's the epitome of you know like having a belief that you can do stuff and not letting it hinder you and just going for it now I, I've been her coach for four years and she's been amazing and accepting every single challenge that I, I threw at, threw, threw at her. I mean, that was just, she, she is something else. And most people will not do it. it it's really hard. Uh, and I remember clients years ago, I had a drop because they didn't accept the challenge. And I knew that the challenge was good for their growth, uh, whether of themselves or their business. So, you know, I, I had to fire clients, you know, you, you think that client would fire me, but it's more of me firing a client. And, but I, I had some really, and I've had some really amazing clients and, and people that I've coached. Uh, uh, one good friend of mine, Jason Scott Johnson, and he's been amazing. I've known him since 2009 and turns out that, uh, Jason, actually, he'll be 41 his next birthday in December. Jason, he was also in the Marines. He was in Second Force Recon, which is kind of like Navy um, SEAL Team 6 in, in Force Recon. And Jason was a, in high school. He was Wisconsin State High School wrestling champion. And then after the Marines, he took up um, fighting. He, he took up Muay Thai, and he ended up becoming... Uh, the Muay Thai super heavyweight world champion. Wow. And yeah. And then he, he later on did a lot of other stuff, uh, including personal training. And he's, he's been on, on TV and in movies and, and so many other things. Yeah. We've actually been in contact. Hopefully we can get him on the show here. Yeah. So Jason is, is an amazing guy. And, and, uh, he, he's done so, 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 so many things in terms of that, but it's still, I had to challenge him to take the next step to, to believe in himself and to believe in himself that he can, um, do more, be more. And that was back in 2009. I told, I said, Jason, you did not need to be a personal trainer. You have so much offer beyond this that, you know, the, the whole world is missing out on, on your experiences, but also your knowledge. And he took it upon himself to uh, listen to a lot of what I had to say. And I would coach him through saying we'd have all these meetings and everything at Starbucks. And, and Jason has done so many things since then. You know, he's written his, his first book. He's working on another one. And he's created training programs. And he's um, been um, in different parts of the world interviewing people and everything. And... Last year, about a year ago at this time, me and Jason went to Loma Linda, California, where we interviewed uh, these senior citizens. And now Loma Linda uh, is one of the places uh, that Dan Butner calls a blue zone. So this is a blue zone in the United States. And in fact, it's the only blue zone in North America. So he identified these, these um, places. So me and Jason, we went to this um, place where they had senior citizens. They were Seventh-day Adventists. And we were amazed at these seniors and, and a lifestyle. And again, this actually goes back to mindset. 
you know, most seniors, you know, when they get to be a certain age, they, they, they kind of like give up, you know, you can't do this, you can't do that. Um, you should, you shouldn't do this. Well, these seniors there, they didn't have that. They ate healthy, very important, very important key. They looked at nutrition as healthy, but they also looked at physical movement and still having that sense of purpose. I remember this, this one couple there, and they were both uh, 94 years old at the time. They're 95 now, but they're both 94. Now, one was, uh, he's a retired uh, doctor, and, the other one, her, and his wife was a retired therapist. Now, they had just retired uh, oh, uh, seven years before we met them. So they were still in their late 80s when they retired, but they, they have not retired from life. They're still very active. And we, we, we were able to get their story. And then there was other people. There was one guy, I believe it was Henry. And Henry is a 91-year-old guy. And um, Henry is what you call a 91-year-old player. He likes um, women, you know, so... <laughs> And, and, he, and, he, and, he, and he talked about it, too. So, he, yeah. So, and then there was one gal, um, 84 years old, challenged. Well, me and Jason, actually, because we heard that she does, she's pretty good at ping pong. So Jason, being this, this um, elite, world-class athlete, he took her first on in ping pong. And, and we got all this on video, by the way. So she just destroyed Jason. I mean, just, it was crazy. She was placing the balls right at that point. Jason was running back in here and, and he couldn't hit the balls and all this kind of stuff. And then I was up next and she destroyed me too. So it was just crazy that, you know, you, you, you think that because a certain person is a certain age that they can't do something. Well, I can tell you that that's nonsense. And yeah, I love that mindset. I think the mindset is, is so limiting as we get older, and I don't, I don't feel that we need to expect or accept our health to decline as we get older. Um, but we are at the top of the hour. I do okay. appreciate your time coming on. I want to give you a chance to let our listeners know where they can, where they can find you. You know what you're doing. Where can they follow yeah. you? Where, are you, where are you at? Well, they can go um, catch me on Facebook, um, Bob. Um, my first name and then um, C-H-O-A-T is my last name. Uh, they can go to bobshoat.com. And then also I'm about to launch on Mindhack Academy at mindhackacademy.tv. And it'll be a free course there uh, for those that sign up in, initially. And that's a, a mindset's going to be a big part of that. But there's going to be a lot of other courses going to be able to train your mind uh, that will affect your body and make you a, a better you. In, in every area of your life. So it's basically hacking your mind to be a better you. So, yeah, those are the best places to uh, reach me and there'll be other contact information um, on, on both those sites. Fantastic. All right, Bob, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for sharing your stories with us and being a part of, you know, exploring mind and body. It means a lot to me for you to take the time to come on and, of course, offer your perspective and mindset because uh, I certainly believe in, you know, what you're saying and the story you're sharing. Yeah, it, and Drew, it's uh, been, been great. It's been a pleasure being, being on your show. And, and I tell you, it's, uh, you, 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 you're just um, really helping out so many people by bringing on all these amazing experts. 
All right, so that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. I just want to thank Bob for coming on the show and sharing some of his expertise with us. He's clearly passionate about what he does and what he believes in, and I think that mindset means so much. So I appreciate Bob coming on and sharing his stories with us and his philosophy and his point of view more than anything. I think those we have such limiting beliefs, and I really believe we could have and do and be anything we want in this life, and the only thing that holds us back is what we believe and if we could change our beliefs and work on our mindset like bob's talking about we could you know do what we want <laughs> i just want you to check out i want to remind you about puridime so check out puridime.com slash drew tadia again this is a plant-based digestive enzyme it's going to help you digest utilize absorb food at a more efficient rate i know many of us are dealing with heartburn indigestion it has a lot to do with the food we're putting in our bodies but this can certainly help so check out puredime.com slash Drew Tadia. It's going to be my landing page. And if you enter in the code word, click on the Lifezyme product on my landing page. And if you enter the code word Drew, D-R-E-W, my first name, you'll receive a 10% discount. This is for ex- exclusively for exploring mind and body listeners. And then don't forget about our weekly newsletter. I send that out every Monday morning. We have a growing community that I'd love for you to be a part of. That's at trueformlife.com. Just on the main page there, you can enter your email address in there. That's going to be my radio shows, my blog posts, videos, recipes, all my recent content going to be sent to your inbox every Monday morning. So you can check us out there and see what I'm doing, see what, see what we have going on. And that's it. Just want to thank you for being here. I always appreciate your downloads and shares and your comments. Reviews mean so much. I'm still counting reviews. I'm looking for more reviews to come in and just to help support the show and help others get a chance to check out the show as well. So that's it. That's all I got. Catch you on the next one. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.